0: I read something today, guys, that really moved me, and that was a caption of an Instagram post by Helena Price Hambrecht. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. She was slash is the founder of House, an aperitif D2C brand that actually had to, well, they were raising around last summer and their funding fell through. So then they were trying to basically organize a fire sale. They were trying to get acquired, and that actually did not happen. What I admire so much about Helena, before I get into the Instagram caption, is... She shared this journey very publicly in a way that I haven't seen a lot of other founders do. And in an industry where there is so much hype, so much relentless projecting of success, so much trying to appear bulletproof, the fact that this founder was sharing these vulnerable struggles so openly for the benefit of other founders and willing to open the Komodo, so to speak, around just how challenging and strenuous this process can be as a founder, I just had tremendous respect for that. I was a founder at different points. I never raised capital and that's a different beast, but I have been an entrepreneur where my livelihood was all around my business and my identity was additionally wrapped around my business. And every single day was just such a roller coaster emotionally. I've been in that place and I know how stressful that is. And I wish people were as open with each other. I think some founders don't even share it with their peers, but then also, the conversations that founders have among their peer groups are very different than obviously the TechCrunch and Fast Company articles. And of course, I, I understand that there are logical reasons for that. But what I'm saying is, this is a really hard thing to do. Being a founder is really difficult, and this is an extra hard time to be a founder. And there are a lot of brands these days, a lot of brands, a lot of startups that are running out of money and having to close down. And the toll that that can take on the mental health of a founder it's really substantial and As we start to collectively, sort of incrementally progress towards a world, a society where we can talk more openly about mental health, I hope that starts to increasingly penetrate the world of Silicon Valley and just tech and entrepreneurship, where instead of this constant, relentless pummeling of all of our feeds with this hustle porn and glorifying of entrepreneurship and this constant need to project success and seem fearless and seem like you're crushing it. Like I hope that we start to one by one have more honest conversations about these things. I mean, I haven't been in a spot where I have had to raise capital and then I ran out of capital and I had a team and then I had to lay off the team. And also my livelihood was greatly impacted. That is being backed into a corner in a way that I have not experienced. And I recognize, you know, if I zoom out even further, that these are first world problems, I recognize that. But when you're in it, it's very, very difficult. And I think it's so important for us to have grace with ourselves. And also, I think it's so important for us to collectively acknowledge the importance of shifting the dialogue of what it means to be a founder, what it looks like to be a successful founder, away from constantly just crushing it, everything is up and to the right all the time, because that's just not the reality, to something that is a little bit more honest and raw. You guys probably have ascertained this by now, but I am a relentless advocate for founders. I think founders who are materializing something out of nothing and trying to make something happen by pulling together resources and a team and human beings and ideas and inspiration and capital to create a company that provides some sort of a value to the world, I think that is a heroic journey. At its best, it is a heroic journey. And at its best, it is also very difficult. And especially when women undertake this journey I personally have such a soft spot for that and when I see the kinds of mental health challenges that people can run into because of how lonely and difficult the journey can be, my heart just goes out to them. I can't even tell you guys how many conversations I've had with my friends who are founders where everything behind the scenes is falling apart. Maybe they don't even want to be doing what they're doing anymore, but they can't show that right like they can't show that they can't express that they always have to be acting like they're crushing it both to the world in general right there's like a whole PR machine that feeds off of that kind of narrative to existing and potential investors and to just everybody like potential hires Like there's that whole set of obligations beyond just executing, beyond hiring, beyond raising capital, beyond just trying to survive one more day, right? Like trying to navigate that barrage of stimuli involved in being a founder. Beyond all that, you have to tell a story. That is what you are. If you are a founder, especially if you're a venture-backed founder or you want to be a venture-backed founder, if you want to raise capital, you are the chief storytelling officer. You are the chief storyteller. And that story that you tell has to be one that is shiny and polished and successful. That is the story you have to sell to everybody. And that I think heightens that feeling of dissonance and loneliness. It just makes me feel so grateful for founders like Helena sharing her story more candidly. And so why am I sharing this very Debbie Downer story? Because this is my way of using this little baby platform I have to say to anybody who needs to hear this, especially if you're a founder, but also for anybody who's self-employed. I mean, it's just, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur or to be self-employed in general, but especially if you have some sort of business, what you're doing is not easy. Have grace with yourself, have so much grace with yourself and kindness and compassion for yourself and I know that it can seem like you cannot afford to take a break and just fill your own cup, but to the extent that you can, even if it's just getting a little bit more sleep, and now I'm just talking to myself because I have not been getting sleep because I've been working really hard lately, but even if it's just getting a little more sleep, just being a little healthier with your habits, just, you know, minimizing your screen time just a little bit to preserve your sanity. Maybe it's just reaching out to a friend and asking for help. I hope that you prioritize your mental health. I really hope you do. Now with all of that rambling out of the way, I want to read to you guys this post. And while this is a really vulnerable thing that normally I wouldn't feel like it was sort of my place to share publicly, Helena has, you know, a following on Instagram and she shared this anonymously. So I do feel like it's okay for me to share but basically her post is a white image in her feed that says in quotation marks we're out of money and the caption says this is helena i received a message on friday night from a founder and then here's the message I'm sitting in my car, bawling my eyes out because we're out of money. I can't go home because it's too familiar and will only hurt more to think about how we pay the mortgage. I'm scared, I'm exhausted. Even if some money comes through, we have debt that I haven't been able to pay because reserves were so low and that alone makes me feel like I'm trapped beneath the surface. I've let so many people down. I've let myself down. I've failed. I'm terrified that there's nobody behind the person everyone sees as the founder of my company, making the sting of unbecoming that much more painful. And that may be the biggest failure of all. I'm a shell of a human and I don't know what to do." And then Helena goes on about this, but this is not an uncommon experience. And it also makes me think of actually Andy Dunn's new book that I've started reading. I haven't finished yet. It's called Burn Rate. Again, a founder I greatly admire for sharing his story so openly. He has struggled with bipolar disorder and he is also the founder of Bonobos. So Bonobos was part of the 1.0 wave of D2C brands that really proved out the model in the early days about a decade ago. And he wrote about his whole story, uh, grappling with those things in this book, Burn Rate, and... It's one of the few examples I can think of. I mean, I, I follow the space, right? I've been in Silicon Valley for a while and I've read the books by Ben Horowitz and Peter Thiel and whatnot. And I, I follow this space and I know the narratives people share and the ones that people don't share. And it's really rare for people to just candidly share some of this stuff. I was actually on Twitter today, which I don't normally spend a lot of time on Twitter. And when I do get sucked into that rabbit hole, I always end up feeling kind of like dirty afterwards, like I need to shower because it's just, some of it's good and some of it's a cesspool and it just all feels like this mindless passive consumption, which I actually don't do that much of on other platforms. But anyway, I eventually found myself on a page called VC brags I think that's what it's called VC brags VCs congratulating themselves it's a hilarious sort of like satirical or funny account that's anonymous that basically compiles all of these instances of VCs humble bragging like really cringe borderline like this must be satirical but I know that it's not and that makes it so much more cringe kind of posts and it's funny. It's really, really funny. But anyway, I was looking at that and I was sort of analyzing it almost anthropologically and I realized, you know, yes, these individual instances are cringe and we can laugh about them, but also there is a reason that this space is like this. There is so much signaling you have to do to be successful as an investor and as a founder. There are so many incentives to be constantly projecting this success and creating this personal brand and seeming like you're a winner, right? On all sides of the table. And because of that, it can create this very alienating experience where I think for founders or whoever, whoever's going through a really difficult time, it can feel so alienating and lonely because you feel like you feel like you are alone. Everybody seems to be crushing it or doing well, or at least sort of like navigating these times. And, and you are looking at your, you know, your numbers go down or your runway run out or whatever. It's more important than ever, especially as we head into a season that is going to be particularly difficult for tech. We have already seen a ton of layoffs um, on the side of big tech. A lot of startups are struggling. A lot of startups valuations are being slashed and many of them won't survive the next year. And that's going to have real consequences. I mean, yes, we're talking about economic terms and numbers and things, but also there are human costs to these things and people are struggling, and founders are struggling. And so if you're one of them, I hope that you are asking for help. I hope that you're having grace with yourself, and I hope you're taking care of yourself. I actually feel really inspired to bring on founders to have more of these raw, honest conversations. So that's one of my goals. This was very different from my usual episodes. I'm usually either interviewing somebody and trying to give you guys tactical stuff, or I'm giving some kind of like raw, raw, motivational solo episodes when I can. This one maybe is a little bit more somber but these are the conversations that I want to have and I want this podcast to be a platform where I help spark dialogue that is not sufficiently being had because what's the point of creating something if I'm just replicating what's already out there sometimes even when we don't have the solutions even when we are kind of helpless to change some of the broader variables that are creating these circumstances I still think that it's meaningful and important and healing to say hey this is hard like this is what's happening and let's acknowledge that and let's commend each other for doing it for doing the thing So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope that wasn't a downer. I hope that was the opposite of a downer, but these are the conversations I wanna have. And if you're listening to this, if this resonates because you're going through a challenging time, I hope this inspires you to just be a little more gentle with yourself and maybe even take some proactive steps to find the support that you need. So that is what I will leave it at. Until next time, guys.